right. All right, everybody. Today, we are recording our first bonus mini-sode because we are crazy people and we think that more content (laughs) is what we need. Or because we weren't ready to record our L. Uh, That too. We we actually met up today, socially distanced and masked and everything like that. We were like kind of procrastinating and then it was five (laughs) o'clock. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I had to drive home and I was like, we have to record at seven or we're going to record at seven. And I was like, I have three pages and I usually bring like anywhere between seven and 12 to a recording. So I was like, this is not going to be a long episode, but I kind of want to record tonight just because I felt like we had a good day, like roll off that energy. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of talking about what sweat really is. Go, Go ahead, ahead, Casey. Tell- no, no, I, I want to hear it come out of your mouth. No, you tell me, you tell them what you told me. About what sweat is. I don't even know how we got on the subject. It doesn't matter. It's ruined my life. (laughs) So sweat pretty much is comprised of the same things as pee. Yeah. So when you're sweating, you're kind of peeing on yourself. And here we are. This, (laughs) This is when my life shattered because I am a very sweaty person. So basically, I am just walking around in a puddle of my own piss all day, every day, my entire life. (laughs) Well, at least, at least you don't smell like Pete. There is that silver lining. <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. <laughs> Let's move on. on, shall we? Yeah, so we've got some weird shit to talk about. We do. And instead of having a theme like we usually do for a regular episode, we are just going to talk about whatever weird stuff we have found on the internet and go from there. Yeah, so who wants to go first? Uh, you can go first if you want. Uh, the first article I'm going to talk about is uh, where did Mars's liquid water go? A new theory holds fresh clues. Hmm. And this was written by Robin George Andrews, and it was published by National Geographic on March 16th, 2021. Oh, wow. Not that long ago then. No. So it has been well established that there is evidence that Mars was not always a frigid desert. At one point, there must have been rivers flowing through the scars on the planet's surface. Now, most of Mars's water is locked in its polar caps or frozen below the surface. So why does this matter to us? Why does it matter to us? Well, if you were ever an X-Files fan or just a nerd or an outcast who hoped aliens were a thing and might come, you know, take you home. Um, <laughs> if you're referring to yourself, which she is right now. Uh, Mars having water means more like that Mars is more likely to have sustained life at some point. I can believe it. So life on Mars is aliens. Well, any life outside of this planet would be aliens. I know, but it's so exciting because <laughs> Mars is like so close. It's like in our solar system. I don't know. I don't know. I think that there's got to be aliens out there, period, because... There's no way that we are the only life forms. Like, this planet has the only life forms in the wor- in the galaxy. There's no way, statistically. Yeah, no, I agree. But I want that proof. I want that proof. <laughs> that proof. But I want, an, I want an alien, and I want it now. And I want to be friends with it. <laughs> I've seen way too many movies to want to be friends with an alien. Sorry. I'm not going to, like, put them in a cage or blow them up like half of the movies, but I'm definitely not going to be like, be friends with me. Oh, well, that's where we're different. Okay, moving on. Uh, (laughs) 
Okay, so scientists have been trying to understand where the water went for decades in hopes to understand how Mars became a desert and Earth became the green rock we know today. The prevailing thought is that when sun's radiation, aka solar wind, or charged particles streaming from the sun, dissolved Mars's atmosphere, the water escaped into space. So just like, you know, floated away. Oh, okay. Where'd it go? So it just into space. Okay. So someone out there is just, you know, driving along in space and about to be hit by like a giant cloud of water. Sure. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> someone at us who understands physics. Yeah. A new model concludes that some of the water has been trapped within minerals in the planet's crust. Oh, okay. Yes. When they talk about models in science, they're talking about chain reactions with multiple changing parts. So they they start with what they know, in this case, a desert planet with dry riverbeds, and they work backwards using physics, chemistry, and other complicated but concrete science. Using data collected from Martian meteorites and Nash, Nash, Nashville's NASA's <laughs> Curiosity rover... <laughs> Scientists have been able to estimate how much water, frozen liquid, and vapor that may have existed on the planet. They also know that Mars's atmosphere used to be stronger, and that allowed liquid water to exist on the surface. Interesting. Yes. How do you think this plays into global warming? Like, we do have a hole in our atmosphere. Does that mean that we're heading in that direction? Possibly. So... Kind of what's happening to our our atmosphere, like it's dissolving because of... Um, greenhouse gases, right? Yeah, greenhouse gases, yes. So our atmosphere is kind of, it's like the opposite. So Mars has went away because of outward influences from the sun. Ours is dissolving because of us oh. on the inside. But this... It'll be the same result. Once our atmosphere is gone, the sun's going to have a greater effect and dry up our planet, basically. Yay. Um, (laughs) Who knows how long that'll take, though. We'll probably both be dead by then. God, I hope. (laughs) The new model shows that between 30 and 99% of Mars's water was incorporated into minerals of the planet's crust. Bryony Hogan, a planetary scientist at Purdue University, reviewed the model independently, which means she didn't work on the model, she just looked at it afterwards to make mm-hmm. sure it was legit, and believes that the reality of Mars's water lays somewhere between 30 and 99% of the water being incorporated into the minerals of the planet's crust. Okay. As we know, hydrogen is the H in H2O. The old model is based on two types of hydrogen found in Mars's current atmosphere. Free hydrogen, which is light and escapes easily into outer space, and deuterium, which is heavier and more likely to remain in the atmosphere. Scientists now know the ratio of these two hydrogens that should be present and can estimate how much water was on the planet 4.5 billion years ago. As hydrogen is still escaping the atmosphere, the rate the rate it is escaping proves that there was much more water on Mars than previously estimated. So Mars was likely more inhabitable and greener and like a more happy place to be than the desert it is now. Horgan reported that orbiters and rovers examining Mars's rocks show evidence for a huge volume of Hydrated minerals on the surface. Okay. These, yeah. 
These water-bearing minerals are evidence that more water was present. Present. God, why do you why keep do- on saying president? I don't know what's wrong with my mouth. Uh, maybe it's that glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Here's a quote from the article. If the new model is accurate, then the story of the planet's adolescence needs a rewrite. All of the water thought to be trapped in the Martian crust today means that the planet had far more surface water in its youth than previous models had estimated, and that early epoch may have been more amiable to microbial life than previously thought. So, aliens. Yeah, but microbial, they're not going to walk up and give you a hug. And if they do, that's terrifying. Yeah. Yes. All right, what's your next article? Uh, The article is titled, Rats with Poisonous Hairdos Live Surprisingly Sociable Private Lives. There's a lot to unpack there. So this is from ScienceNews.org. It was published on January 12th in 2021, and it was written by Susan Milius. All right, Susan, give it to us. So, and this is a quote from the... uh, the article. Crested rats don't just chew tree bark that's poisonous enough to kill an elephant. The rabbit-sized rodents dribble and lick the toxic drool into their long rat fluff for a weaponized hairdo. They're rabbit-sized? Yes. Okay. (laughs) If I saw... Okay, well, you'd be surprised what you'll see in Baltimore. But if I saw a rabbit-sized rat coming my direction, I would just nope the hell out of this planet. Like... Put me on the next SpaceX shuttle to wherever you're going because (laughs) I am not doing that. So they live in Africa. So like you're not going to see them in Baltimore. All right. Well, Well, also the poisonous trees aren't in America either. Uh, It's unfortunate for Africa. What what portion of Africa? East Africa. Okay. Yeah. So a big part of the continent. But yeah. Yeah. But to say Africa is huge. It's how many different countries are in Africa? I don't know. Call my sister. She knows all the capitals of all the countries in the entire world. Does she really? She and her roommate did this thing where they challenged each other to learn all of the capitals of all of the states, and then they did all of the capitals of all of the countries. I don't know. Bored in your 30s. 250-plus. Well, yeah. (laughs) Or you start a podcast. I mean, (laughs) you do something. Right? We could have learned the the capitals but instead we were like let's torture other people (laughs) (laughs) with us talking about weird mysterious and obscure things although we haven't done a huge amount of obscure but there's more obscure coming i think there is that's totally what i'm going for in our next episode actually which i think is the reason it took us so long to get our notes together because we have to go to more source yes so um Yet these dangerous rats, which scientists assumed were loners, turn out to have close and cuddly family lives. They even purr. Yeah, they purr like little cats, which I love so much. No, I don't like that. (laughs) Okay, so the trees they chew are arrow poison trees. They are native to East Africa, just like the rats. Human poachers use the toxins of this tree to take down big game. The tree is related to the North American milkweed, which monarch butterfly caterpillars eat. The same toxins exist in both plants and cause predators to have a heart attack. All right, so the poison has no effect on the rats, or the caterpillars for that matter. Scientists think this may have something to do with their chambered stomachs. So, like cows? These rats aren't likely to run away from danger. They may, like... Stroll away. (laughs) 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 Or they're likely to take a defiant stance and growl. 
So so we're talking about like, like <laughs> I don't like it. It's so <laughs> extra. Uh, I love these rats so much. They're so weird. <laughs> but this, so this may be if you ever were reincarnated from an animal, this may be what you were reincarnated from. It's if true. I understand reincarnation correctly. But when put together, as scientist Sarah B. Weinstein and Katrina Nayawara did in Kenya, the rats purr and groom each other. So, like, they put the, the rats together to see, like, how they interact, which could have been really inhumane, if you think about it. Especially since they... Oh, yeah. Since they thought they were antisocial. Um, oh, yeah. Yikes. But no shade, because they were really cute together. Um, poisonous yeah. rats snuggling up and being poisonous with each other. Like, literally, like, they really seemed to like to be near each other, and they would spend half of their time within, like, 15 centimeters of each other. Some even mated, and now they live in little family groups. Little poisonous rat family groups. Right? Little poisonous rat families. I don't want, I want nothing to do with them. Absolutely nothing. But I'm happy for them. All right. So we are going to transition on over to my side of this mini-sode where we are just talking weird stuff. Sweet. Oop, oop. All right. So I am going to channel a little bit of our Kings episode, and I'm going to hit you with some fun, weird facts. They're all kind of over. They're all over the place. But I thought they were really interesting. And I also really enjoyed um, blowing your mind about sweat earlier today. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> so- <laughs> I am going to hit you with some fun facts, and then I'm going to read you one article, which I haven't actually read. I had it on my to-do list to read, and then we kind of ran out of time to prepare for this episode, so we are going to experience it together for the first time. Yay! Mm. All right. <laughs> and all my sources will be in the, all my sources will be in the description of the episode, so if you are looking to see where this information came from, it is going to be available. The first... Four fun facts are going to be from historydaily.org. Number one, Albert Einstein was offered the presidency of Israel on November 17, 1952, following the death of Israel's first president, Shaim Wiseman. Shaim? C-H-A-I-M. Shaim? Yeah, that sounds good to me. I apologize if I didn't pronounce his name right. He was not a Nazi, so if you listen to our previous episode, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I do care about the pronunciation of his name. Albert Einstein declined, saying he lacked the natural aptitude and the experience to deal properly with people to do the job. Same. I was about to say, hashtag same. The guy was basically like, I don't like people. So no. All right. Next fact. Or next weird historical fact, I should say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. While in power, Pope Gregory IV declared that cats were to be associated with to be associated with devil worship and had them exterminated. He issued the papal bull Vox in Roma, which is the first official church document that condemns the black cats as an incarnation of Satan, and consequently, it was it was a death warrant for the animal. That's some bullshit. Well, you're about to hear more. No, <laughs> it's not about cats, though. Oh, okay. Some believe that the disappearance of those cats helped rats spread the bubonic plague or Black Death that killed millions of people in the 1300s. So this Pope's decree may have actually killed many, many people. 
Russian dictator Joseph Stalin often had photos retouched to remove people who had died or been removed from office. So he's in a group of people. Mm -hmm. And then the next photo, like three or four people. And the next photo, like two or three people. And then the last photo is himself. And I'm pretty sure the last photo I saw of him was like a photo that I've seen of Stalin. Like a photo of what I imagined was a portrait. But it just so happens that he basically erased people from history. Which, I mean, he also did, so. Yeah. Before there were alarm clocks, there were knockers up. Knockers up. Yeah, you heard that correctly. Who were hired to shoot dried peas from a blowgun at people's windows in order to keep them, in order to wake them up in the morning. I love that. That's so cute. I have literally missed my calling. I would love to shoot dried peas (laughs) at people's windows to wake them up in the morning. Solely out of spite, because if I'm up, you're up. What's, what's that meme where that woman's like clapping those two? Oh, uh, I didn't get no sleep because y'all, y'all ain't gonna get no sleep because of me. Exactly, I ain't get no sleep because y'all. I exactly. love that. I love that woman so much. I am literally going to be that meme pretty shortly if people continue to mow their grass at like six a.m. in the morning in my neighborhood. It is unnecessary. <laughs> the sun is not even up. I don't care if it's like cooler. Like stop. The next two fun facts are going to be by MyModernMet.com. A butt was a medieval unit of measure for wine. Technically, a buttload of wine is about 475 liters, which is 126 gallons. And I'm only kind of laughing because Karen's reaction right now. (laughs) I have drank approximately 0.001 butts of wine. And it is hitting me. Today. 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 And it's hitting me. (laughs) We are having some wine today, as we record. Um, The ancient ancient Egyptian word for cat was pronounced meow. Oh, my God. I love that so much. Mm -hmm. Because I definitely meow at my cats all the time. Mentalfloss.com has one final fun fact for you. And that is thumbs have their own pulse. Like, separate from the rest of your body? They apparently are in a position in your body where they have a different heart rate. I don't know how I feel about that. All right. And to round it up, I'm going to tell you a little bit of weird news. The article is titled, Bizarre Worm Tornado in New Jersey Has Scientists Baffled by Mindy Weisberger. Senior writer, eight days ago. Worm? Like worm, like squiggly little several worms. How how does a worm tornado happen? Heavy rains preceded the worm's appearance. Okay, tagline that makes sense. There's a picture, and we'll have the link um, (laughs) when we post this. But the uh, caption on the picture goes: "The worms curl in, the worms curl out." (laughs) Spring rain often brings scores of earthworms to the surface, where they writhe on top of soil and sidewalks. But recently. Heavy rainfall in a town near New York City was followed by something a little more unusual, a worm nado. Yeah, that's gross. Karen is make, Karen's making a face. I can just, I, I can smell that. You know the smell of worms? I can smell it. I don't know the smell of worms. It's the smell, like after rain, there are worms and you can smell them. Isn't that just the smell of... Ozone? No. Yeah. Well, no? I don't know. I can smell it. Might be the ozone, it might be the worms, but I can smell whatever is happening here. I can smell it. Okay, moving on. 
A resident of Hoboken, New Jersey, was out for a morning walk in a park near the Hudson River on March 25th when she spotted hundreds of worms spreading along the walkway. The woman, who is not to be identified, I'm like totally same, <laughs> told Live Science that after her initial surprise, she noticed something even more bizarre. A number of the worms had formed a cyclone-like shape, creating a spiral where the edge of the grass met the concrete. Oh my god, why? What do you mean, why? Nature. No, but like, no, that doesn't make sense. Are they like trying to... It's probably some sort of like water spur, what are they called? Like a mini tornado? No. It's probably something that just dragged up the, the worms and they were an unfortunate victim. The woman took photographs and sent them to Tiffany Fisher, a member of the Hoboken City Council, who shared the images of the tornado of worms on Facebook. Clearly, worms come out after it rains, but this is something I've never seen, Fisher wrote in the post. When the photographers saw the worm tornado, they weren't, they weren't actively spiraling, although individual worms were still wiggling in place, she told Live Science. There are no open pipes nearby, and though most of the worms were spread out in a big swirl, there were plenty of worms extending beyond the outer curve of the worm nado. They clung to the wall of a nearby building and dribbled down the curb and into the road, the woman said. While it's tempting to imagine that the worms were aligning themselves in a swirl in preparation for the worm moon, the supermoon that illuminated the night sky just a few days earlier on March 28th, it's unlikely that the spiral was a lunar ceremony. So what was the weird wormnado all about. Worms breathe through their skin. So when heavier persistent rain saturates the soil with water, the worms must tunnel to the surface or risk drowning, according to the University of Wisconsin-Madison. I did not know Earthworm. that. Yeah, I just thought about it. It was like, worms, you see them on like the sidewalk and everything, and it starts to dry out, and I didn't realize why they'd come out. But yeah, if they're going to drown, makes sense. Yeah, I thought they just kind of didn't like the wetness. I don't, I don't know. I'm yeah, apparently. They have to do it. Yeah, or they die. Or they die. Earthworms are typically solitary, but they sometimes form herds when they're on the surface. The worms collect in groups and communicate with each other about where to move, researchers reported in 2010 in the International Journal of Behavioral Biology. The scientists in that study found that earthworms in the species Isenia fotidia would form clusters and influence each other to select a common direction during their migration. And they did so using touch rather than chemical signals. This collective behavior could help earthworms survive environmental threats such as flooding or arid soil, and it could be a defense strategy against predators or pathogens, according to the study. One exceptional example of earthworm herding was captured on a video in 2015 by rangers at Eisenhower State Park in Denison, Texas. In the footage posted to the Texas Park and Wildlife YouTube channel, several enormous masses of pink earthworms wiggled on the road. Recent flooding might have brought out this herding behavior, park representatives wrote in a video description. But the cost of Hoboken Worminado is less clear. This tornado shape is really interesting, said Kyung Soo Yu, a professor in the Department of Soil, Water, and Climate at the University of Minnesota. Yu studies how invasive earthworms transform forest ecosystems, and though worms are known for a mass emerging from soil after rain, he has never seen them form a spiral before. You told Live Science hmm. in an email. Aquatic worms, such as the California black worm, can form an enormous living knot known as a blob of as many as 50,000 worms when they're threatened by dry conditions, according to worm blogs. Like, Oh my god, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life. It's a whole mood. Oh my god, black worm blob. 
a comic created by the Balam Lab at Georgia Institute of Technology's School of Chemical and Biomecular Engineering. My God, could you get a longer name? <laughs> it is the <laughs> South. They like to take their time. It's too much. <laughs> and illustrated by author Lindsay Lay, a tightly packed blob of worms is less likely to dry out than one worm on its own. I mean, it makes sense. And the worms pull and push to make to pull and push to move the blob around. Researchers wrote, skipping ahead a little bit, basically, because there's a lot more information in this article, but I'm not going to read you the entire thing. Thank you. Uh-huh. I'm going to read you the end, and there will be a link to the article if you'd like to read it in full in our description. In any case, whatever may have caused the Hoboken wormnado didn't last. When the woman who photographed it returned to the park a few hours later, the swirl had disappeared. Quote, There are still plenty of worms all over the walls, curb, sidewalk, and road, but the bulk of it was gone. I'm not sure where they went, she said. And that is the wormnado of Hoboken. And we have no idea where it went. We, well, we're pretty sure it just went back into the ground, honestly. Or it could be coming to a town near you. All right, everyone, thank you for listening to our mini-sode where we have dived into just random weird stuff from the internet. We are the Encyclopedia Obscura podcast. My name is Casey. I am Karen. And thank you for listening. We will see you at our next regular episode next week. Yep. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye.